In a world that tells us that we outgrow picture books, one author seeks to tell a different story. Picture books are for grown-ups too. Hello friends, welcome to Picture Books Are For Grown-Ups Too, the podcast where we believe you're never too old for a great picture book. And we also believe that these tiny tales can lead to big connection. I'm your host, Patrice Scopo, and I write lyrical stories that celebrate joy, expand understanding, and foster compassion. I'm the author of the essay collection, All the Colors We Will See. My debut picture book, All the Places We Call Home, is based on one of the essays in my collection. Thanks for joining in today's conversation. I'm delighted to have you here. Hello, 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 picture book pals. I am thrilled to have picture book enthusiast and author Kamalani Hurley on the show today. As a picture book author with a forthcoming debut picture book, she has a lot to say about the power of these tiny tales. We'll be talking about one of her favorite recent picture books, Unspeakable, The Tulsa Race Massacre, written by Carol Boston Weatherford and illustrated by Floyd Cooper. Kamalani is a native Hawaiian writer from Honolulu after many years of teaching college linguistics and writing, Kamalani writes stories for and about her indigenous community. She grew up in the working class neighborhood of Palama in Honolulu and is a proud graduate of the venerable Hawaiian institution, Kamehameha Schools. An avid reader and gardener, Kamalani lives in Hawaii with her husband, their daughters, and grandkids, two beach-loving dogs, and a very large extended family. Kaholave, the true story of an island and its people, is Kamalani's first children's book due fall 2024 from Learner. Kamalani is represented by James McGowan of Bookends Literary Agency. Welcome, Kamalani, to Picture Books Are for Grownups Too. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Patrice, I am so happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for inviting me, especially to talk about not just my own writing eventually, but this wonderful book by the amazing Carol Boston Weatherford, well, I am just delighted to have you here, and I am excited that we are going to get to talk about that book today. But yes. before we even get to that book, I'd love to hear your thoughts about the ways we often associate picture books with young children. But here at this podcast, we believe you're never too old for a great picture book, and you don't have to be a child or have a child or work with children in order to read and enjoy a picture book. So Kamalani, could you just share a little bit about why you believe grownups benefit from reading picture books too? You know, picture books today are not like the way they were before, like when I was a kid. They were very encyclopedic and kind mm -hmm. of boring. Mm -hmm. But today, these picture books are well written. I mean, authors really dive into the craft and the yes. research, and they try to make the topics approachable for their audiences, the children that the books are meant for, but also the adults that will be reading the books to the children and helping the children to navigate some of these 
uh, topics that are not um, not always easy for yes. children to understand on their own. And so picture books now, if you look, it's just it's it's a wonderful world today because picture books, it just covers all kinds of topics. You will be able to read biographies about unsung heroes, mm. people who up until mm. this time were erased. And there's all kind of books about uh, history that has not been talked about, about scientific discoveries today that change who we are Mm. and will change us in the future. And so it's just a wonderful, approachable way for adults, as well as children, to be able to, you know, wrap their minds around some of these amazing topics told us stories. Yes, yes. For children. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I love that. I love what you're pointing out there. And I'm particularly thinking of nonfiction books and the reality that I feel as though we are living in a time where there are so many more biographies, there's so many more stories that like you said, we have historically as a society been erasing and to bring those back and for adults to be able to access this information, they themselves would not have necessarily been able to access as a child, I think is a very powerful thing. So I love that you pointed that out. And that brings us to talking about the book that you chose. So I'd love for us to speak about Unspeakable, the Tulsa Race Massacre, written by Carol Boston Weatherford and illustrated by Floyd Cooper, the book that you picked for today's show. For listeners who aren't familiar with this book, let me share some of the book summary. Celebrated author Carol Boston Weatherford and illustrator Floyd Cooper provide a powerful look at the Tulsa Race Massacre, one of the worst incidents of racial violence in our nation's history. The book traces the history of African Americans in Tulsa's Greenwood District and chronicles the devastation that occurred in 1921 when a white mob attacked the Black community. News of what happened was largely suppressed and no official investigation occurred for 75 years. This picture book sensitively introduces young readers to this tragedy and concludes with a call for a better future. I'd love for you to share why you chose Unspeakable for us to discuss today. The topic is difficult. It's difficult for everyone, but that doesn't, it doesn't excuse yes. the fact that we, we need to talk about our shared history. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're so afraid of it. In, in Hawaiian culture, in my culture, we have a saying, hope. It means we look at the past to understand the present and the future. Mm. We don't ignore the past. Mm. We live with the past every day. And so this idea of ignoring difficult past subjects really doesn't make too much sense for me. How will you learn if you don't talk about it? Right. As difficult as it is. Right. And this book, oh my God, Carol Boston Weatherford, what a wonderful author and the late Floyd Cooper and Mm -hmm. these beautiful illustrations, they offer today's reader a look at what life was like once upon a time, that repeating refrain. Mm-hmm. Carol Boston Weatherford um, has this way of language. And in this book, it's without much embellishment. She talks about what happened. Yes. She starts off with this once upon a time, yes. describing this community. Yes. And close-ups on one of the pages, she talks about um, a beauty salon, yes. about the 
the people walking down the street in their yes. best clothes. Yes. She talks about sharing ice cream, maybe mm-hmm. flirting with somebody that mm-hmm. you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, just innocent. And yes. But then she takes the reader by the hand about halfway through the book mm-hmm. into the inciting incident. Yes. That's on page 18. So up until then, it's been um, she has developed the story, yes. explaining what the neighborhood was like, how yes. it was thriving, how there may have been some jealousy right. um, yep. by the white community and, mm-hmm. and others, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then finally on page pages 18 and 19, the illustrator, Mr. Cooper, just makes the page dark. Mm. And you see this elevator. Yes. Elevator door has opened and then it says that not everyone in Tulsa was pleased. Yes. And all it took was yes. the inciting incident. And yes. so that one just, that knocked the breath out of me the first time mm-hmm. I ever read this. And then the story picks up mm-hmm. and then it goes into the mm-hmm. violence. Mm-hmm. And she uses the language. I mean, she uses the words dead, mm-hmm. skirmish, lynched, mm-hmm. killed, mm-hmm. which you don't find in traditional children's nonfiction yet children today are smart they're sophisticated yes and with the guidance of their adults their teachers and parents they can understand they can really understand what it is that happened I like that Weatherford used these this language I like that she used the language that she wasn't afraid to Mm -hmm. say what needed to be said to today's audiences. Then she goes into the aftermath, explaining what happened, why Mm -hmm. it happened, why so many people were killed, and that the town pretty much dispersed, Mm -hmm. that it was reduced to ash, and that ultimately the police did nothing. Mm -hmm. The government did nothing to protect the people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the end, though, it is full of hope, a wonderful Mm -hmm. way of ending the book. Mm-hmm. It's full of hope. This lyrical book with well-chosen words, with this horrible, horrible story of our past that needs to be told. I think that it's just, you know, it ends in this positive light. It's like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to look at the past, learn from it. Mm-hmm. Let us all talk about it, cry about it if we have to, but let us learn because yes. if we don't talk about it, we don't learn. All of that to say, that is why I love this book so yes. much because yes. it handles this very difficult topic in a really clear-eyed yet sensitive way yes. with very, very carefully chosen words mm-hmm. for her targeted audience. It's mm-hmm. magnificent. Mm-hmm. It really is wonderful. Mm, yes. Thank you so much for just sharing all of those elements of the story that you saw in there. And I agree with you. It is a it is an extremely powerful and important story. And I I think the reality is for many people who may pick up this book, there are going to be people who are very familiar with this story. But then because of how our history has chosen to try to suppress it, as the summary said, there are going to be people who don't are not aware and I believe that this story, especially for the grown up reader, has the power to encourage 
a person to dig more, to learn yes. more, to find out more, and to exactly like you say, not ignore our past, but see what we can learn from our past. And I think anything that can do that in our society is something that we need. I know you've already talked a bit about some of the emotions and experiences in this book that could connect with adult readers, but are there other emotions and experiences in this book uh, that you believe can connect with adult readers? Lerner, the publisher of Unspeakable, has a really great teacher's guide. Mm. A free, it's free, yes. and it's on their website. And one of the um, activities that they talk about, which I think makes total sense, is the idea of affirming identities. We all have an identity. Mm -hmm. This idea that the United States is a melting pot, I've always thought was kind of wrong. I think we're more like a salad mm -hmm. or something where you're the, you can taste the individual elements, yes. but together they make a wonderful dish. Yes. And so to me, this idea of affirming identity, of accepting that we all have histories. Yes. We belong to communities mm -hmm. that have histories. I feel like that is a really important thing that adults can get from this, that we can also support others. Mm -hmm. um, so even if that may not be our community, for example, we mm -hmm. can still try to understand where a group is coming from and then support them in very tangible ways, mm. whether it means joining them in online and you know expressing support or attending rallies. I think, yeah. too, the idea of stand up and be counted also requires that you know where you come from. Yes. And so this idea to me is key. You have to know where you come from. You have to know your oral history. Mm. You have to know your genealogy. Mm. Mm -hmm. And for a community like us, for Native Hawaiians, a lot of our history was a lot of our culture, our language was erased. Mm -hmm. In fact, when our sovereign government, the Kingdom of Hawaii, was mm -hmm. uh, overthrown, and I don't like the word overthrown, it really was a coup d'etat mm. by white American-backed businessmen, one of the first things they did was to make language, speaking the native Hawaiian language, illegal. And so mm -hmm. therefore, my full Hawaiian grandmother was beaten in school for speaking it. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't teach it to my mother. Yes. Who couldn't teach it to me, right. who couldn't teach it to our to my daughters and yeah. then to our grandkids. So all of us had to go to school to, to learn to speak Hawaiian language. And we're not native speakers, not close. We try yes. um, and, and we embrace our language, but it's not easy when it's been erased. Yes. yes. And so and so to me, knowing where you come from also means knowing your language accepting your culture, accepting your history and the history of others and trying to understand mm. others. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate you sharing just the connection to the book itself, but also more broadly to your own story. So I, yes. I just appreciate the things that you highlighted there. Well, 
Kamalani, I am excited about how picture books can serve as gateways to help encourage human thriving. I think picture books are one way that we can help celebrate the beauty of our stories and picture books can help us connect with one another. So related to Unspeakable, I'm wondering if you have an activity grownups can engage with or a question grownups can ask themselves to help them more deeply connect with their own story, but also help them more deeply connect with one another? I think it's important that we ask ourselves why we are so afraid to talk mm. about our past, to talk mm. about our, our histories. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it needs to be done. We need to be able to understand why it is that we're so afraid to see, wow, you know, my ancestors, as much as I love them, were nutty, or they were wrong, mm, or it mm. was the time that they lived in, but that doesn't, ex it doesn't really excuse yes. it, you yes. know, and yes. so it seems to me, it seems to me that that's probably one really key activity yes. that adults can indulge in, ask themselves why we're so afraid we share a common history in this country mm. and we need to be able to look at it yes. clear eyed mm -hmm. and speak about it. And some people will be upset and some, you know, for, and people will be upset for different reasons because some feel like maybe we should just not talk about this at all. Yes. But unless we do, we'll never really know who we are and where we are from and how we, be, we can become better for our communities and our families and for our country. Mm, yes. Thank you so much. I think that's a powerful just self-examination to have there and more broadly, an examination within the context of conversations with others that, you know, to answer that question too. So thank you so much for sharing that with listeners. Well, everyone, the book is Unspeakable, The Tulsa Race Massacre, written by Carol Boston Weatherford and illustrated by Floyd Cooper. And I encourage everyone to go get themselves a copy of this very important, important book. Kamalani, thank you so much for being a guest today on Picture Books Are For Grownups Too. I'd love to take some time now and hear about your upcoming projects and just a little bit more about where the writing life is taking you. Oh, I'm so excited, Patrice. My debut picture book, Kaho'olawe, a story of the island and her people, was announced at Publishers Weekly in the beginning of March. Yay, and congratulations! So, I got to tell you, girl, if I could do cartwheels and, and yes! whatever, I would have. But um, I'm cheering yeah. over here because <laughs> I know I've been waiting to hear about this book for a while. So I am just excited. Could you share a little bit more about this book? The story, it's, it's being illustrated by the wonderful Harinani Orme. She is also Native Hawaiian. So oh, wow. there are two okay. of us. Yes. And it's it's nonfiction, mm -hmm. but I wanted it to be approachable to children. The idea is that it is it is meant for the youngest children to understand where Kaho'olawe is, its history, mm. coming out, rising out of the ocean as oh, a volcanic wow. island. Wow. Then the, the first Polynesian settlers. Yes. Then, because of the strategic location of the Hawaiian Islands, Kaho'olawe 
was taken over by the United States military, the mightiest military on earth. Mm. The day after the bombing of Pearl Harbor on the island of Oahu. So uh, Oahu is a different island. It's the island I live on where mm -hmm. Honolulu is located. But Kaho'olawe is a tiny little spot in the middle of the Pai'aina, in the middle of the Hawaiian chain. Okay. But this island was grabbed. Mm, I use the word grabbed. I'm going to say it. It was grabbed by the United States military mm -hmm. for military training purposes. Mm -hmm. It has a very difficult history for a lot of Native Hawaiians. Mm -hmm. um, and part of the reason is because when I was growing up, I never heard about Kaho'olawe. As far mm -hmm. as I was concerned, it was just this, you know, island. It was just a rock. Mm -hmm. uh, and if it has a purpose for, you know, keeping the world safe, oh, let the military take it over and let them bomb it. Hmm. It wasn't until I grew up. It wasn't until the 70s with the Hawaiian Renaissance when we learned our real history. Hmm. We learned that the island was actually thriving, wow. that it actually had uh, today. I think um, I think they have found up to something like over 3000 housing and worship wow. sites on wow. the island. It, it wasn't just a rock. Yes. And so today now the um, it. After a long, God, was it 40 or 50 years, it took to get the island back from yes. the United States military. Kaho'olawe is now in the hands of two main groups. Okay. The Kaho'olawe, uh, it's Kirk, the Kaho'olawe Island Reserve Commission, mm -hmm. which is uh, government, mm -hmm. and the Protect Kaho'olawe Ohana, Ohana meaning family, the grassroots organization mm -hmm. that really deserves the credit for leading the charge and educating the people as far as what Kaho'olawe is mm -hmm. and what it can do for the Hawaiian people. These two groups work together now to restore. Oh, wow. And so and so that's where that's how my book ends. It's on today's restoration efforts. I think this book sounds absolutely amazing. And I love thinking about even what you said about the, at the beginning about the power of reading picture books and how this is a space where stories that maybe have been erased in history are told again. And I feel like this is work that you are doing with this book, um, just Thank based you. on what you said. So I am looking forward to this and I know I'm going to get this book and learn a great deal as well. So congratulations again at creating this work and putting it out there in the world. And I'm looking forward to 2024 when it comes out. But Kamalani, thank you again for being a guest today on Picture Books Are For Grownups Too. Thank you for sharing with us how this tiny tale can lead to big connection where can listeners go to learn more about you and your work? I do have a website. It's kamalaniherley.com. Um, it is a work in progress, but I will be adding more enrichment and other uh, activities and, and materials there. Uh, I'm learning a lot from websites out there like yours, Patrice. Oh. Uh, <laughs> on thank how you. to engage with readers. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me here today. And listen, this is a wonderful podcast with a topic that really deserves to be understood and listened to. So thank you so much for including me, Patrice, and best wishes to you always. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. You have been a fabulous guest and I wish you a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. 
please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you loved what you heard, please leave a review. Reviews really help others find the show. If you'd like to receive email updates about new episodes, please go to patricegopo.com and subscribe to my newsletter. And remember, the world may tell us that we outgrow picture books, but we have the power to tell a different story. Until next time, keep reading picture books because picture books are for grown-ups too.